As we get after the morning chores, Scott Schultz with you again this morning. Nice morning out there so far. A little cooler than maybe some folks would like it, but tis the season, folks. It's that time of year. Hey, if you don't get up early enough in the morning some days or for whatever reason you miss this show, I can't believe anybody would. You can hear it on podcast. Go to our website, 20inarow.com, wax20inarow.com, I'm sorry. Oh, boy, I, it's early in the morning, folks. 20inarowwax.com. Let's try that. 20inarowwax.com. Go to the Bob and Scott page and scroll down, and you'll see the podcast for the morning show. Or if you have an app on your uh, smartphone, your smart devices, uh, call up. Uh, uh, Midwest Farm Report Eau Claire and you'll hear the show anytime, anyplace and we're always willing to make you happy. By the way some of the interviews you hear here um, go to that webpage too and scroll down to interviews and you can see them there. And also don't forget on your home devices on those smart devices all you have to say is the A word, A-L-E-X-A, I won't say it here because we have one sitting in the studio, <laughs> but uh, just tell that device to play wax20inarow.com or wax20inarow and you'll hear the morning show. And speaking of the morning show, it's 5 a.m. This is WAXX. 104.5 FM radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's hear some world and national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. A former U.S. special envoy for Ukraine is being grilled by House Democrats. The heads of the House Intelligence, Foreign Affairs and Oversight, and Reform Committees met with Kurt Volker for nearly 10 hours. Volker resigned after being named in the whistleblower complaint about Trump's phone call to Ukraine's later. President Trump says China should also investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with Ukraine. Talking with reporters at the White House, Trump again defended his July phone call with the president of Ukraine. Trump said Ukraine should be investigating the Bidens. Hunter Biden has had business dealings in Ukraine and China. Trump called the Bidens crooked. And presidential candidate Bernie Sanders will be at the next Democratic debate less than two weeks after having heart surgery. The Sanders campaign tells NBC News that the senator's plans haven't changed and he'll be at the debate on October 15th. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Proudly celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization of people just like us who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau also qualifies you for a number of money-saving member benefits, including discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. The Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Join at WFBF.com. Collect tools for Dairy's Progress in Madison, Wisconsin, October 1st through 5th at World Dairy Expo. Continuing a 53-year tradition, the global dairy industry will once again meet at the Alliant Energy Center, where the finest dairy cattle and dairy trade show in North America are on display. Virtual farm tours, expo seminars, youth contests, and social activities throughout the week make Expo an ideal location for learning and networking. Visit WorldDairyExpo.com to start planning your trip today. We'll see you October 1st through the 5th. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you gotta see. 
Are you dreading watching another long football season again in your old recliner? Get the best seat in the house now at Economy Furniture. Buy two recliners at one low price. Choose from four different models starting at just $5.99 for the pair. Enjoy genuine leather comfort for only $9.99 a pair. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Furniture's for me. Degrees as we hit the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. Lacrosse has 49 this morning. Marshfield's at 43. Green Bay has 44, as does Rice Lake at 44. Wausau has 42. Madison's at 44. Milwaukee has 50. And my beautiful weather reporter up on Iman Ridge says it's 44 degrees there. Well, as I said, the drive up here this morning was dry. And we could dry out some more today with some sunshine coming, but that will be short-lived with clouds expected to move in tonight and bringing more rain on Saturday. But drier weather could return on Sunday. Today we're looking at a high of 56 with a low of 45. Tomorrow, Saturday, a high of 56 with a low of 48. And Sunday, a high of 59 with a low of 43. More Farm Mutuals rely on Grinnell Re to protect their assets so they can protect their policyholders. In fact, Grinnell Re is the leading reinsurer of Farm Mutuals in the U.S., providing the financial stability they expect with an A rating from AM Best to back it up. So why trust anyone but the leader? Rely on a partner that protects more Farm Mutuals than any other. Reconsider your reinsurer. Visit GrinnellRE.com today. Grinnell Re is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. Hi, I'm Bob Bosold, and our next farm tour is going to Costa Rica and Panama, March 14th to the 23rd. The highlight, actually sailing through the newly expanded Panama Canal. But we'll do a lot of other things, too. A Costa Rican coffee estate. We'll visit a 600-cow dairy farm and strawberry plantation. Wildlife reserves. We'll visit volcanoes. We'll go through forest preserves and learn a lot about the local culture and food. Call Holiday Vacations 1-800-826-2266 to find out more and reserve your spot on our Costa Rica and Panama Farm Tour, March 14th to the 23rd. Five minutes past five here at Wax 104.5. Let's have a first look at the morning markets. On the cash livestock side of things, fed beef steers are at 98 to 110 with mixed 78 to 96. Fed beef heifers are 97 to 107 with mixed 79 to 96. Fed Holstein steers are 83 to 92, with select and choice 60 to 82. Cows are at 47 to 72, and bulls 45 to 84. On the hog side of things, butcher hogs are at 34, with sows 18 to 21, and boars 8 to 10. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are going for 110 to 150, and feeder lambs are at 105 to 165. On the livestock futures, Live cattle for October are at 106.80. That's up 75 cents. December 110.82 up 20. February 117 even up 20. February or in April 119.55 up 15. Feeder cattle for October are at 142.35 up 27. November 142.10 up 42. January 138.25 up 25. March 137.50. Up 17 and April 138.77 up a quarter. Lean hogs for October 
are at 62.42, up 22. December, 68.10, down a dollar. February, 75.30, down 52 cents. And April, 81.87, down 7 cents. On the dairy side of things, barrels of cheese ended the day yesterday at 177, up one. 40 pound blocks are at 202, up two. And grade AA butter ended at 218 and a half, up one and a quarter. The class three futures October is at 1848, that's up 12. November, 1837, up five. December, 1763, up five. January, 1702, up seven. And those prices are expected to be up through May. Now is the time to talk to Smith Brothers Meats of Colby about catering your upcoming special events. They'll do a delicious sit-down buffet or picnic-style meals for groups of 50 to 1,500. They also serve hot and tasty carryout meals for smaller groups. Smith Brothers Meats, with food for any type of gathering. Call 1-800-949-1393 for menu details, prices, and available catering dates for 2018. Smith Brothers Meats of Colby is your pellet grill headquarters. Stop in and see their huge selection. Try the new Chipotle chicken, scrambled egg, and avocado breakfast wrap at Panera and pair it with freshly ground and brewed coffee. Breakfast that's fast, not fast food. Panera, food as it should be. 508 a.m. at Wax 104.5. Rolling on with the morning chores here. Bob, as I've said, is down at World Dairy Expo. World Dairy Expo, of course, runs through tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon, in fact. And Bob caught up with the folks at Maple Ridge Jerseys from up at Cumberland. And they had, as usual, another big week at World Dairy Expo. Always a factor at the International Jersey Show at World Dairy Expo. Meadow Ridge Jerseys from up in the Cumberland area. Roger Eby and his family. And we're standing right now by the barn exhibit next to the cattle. And uh, I know you can't remember all you want this year, but uh, take us through, Roger, about all the banners, trophies, silver platters you got on display from this year's show. Well, we've done pretty well. We had a good day. Uh, uh, again, kids were in the junior show, and uh, they done really well. Uh, we had first uh, junior calf in the junior show and second the open show. And then uh, they had... Uh, Three first in the cow classes in the junior show, and they had the senior champion, reserve senior champion, and uh, we stood up well in the open show as well, all the way through. We had a real good day. And you're recognized for your home breeding program and exhibitor program. Tell us about the the honors you received there. Well, uh, also down here, we were a premier breeder and exhibitor of the heifer show again this year. And uh, you've been. Uh, that before, or is this the yeah, first time? No, no, we've had that before, yeah. We, we, uh, we're pretty happy to get that. That's quite an honor. Yeah. And uh, in, the, uh, in the junior show, you really did well. I mean, you did a yeah. wonderful job. Yeah. yeah, well, that was in the open show, the premier breeder and exhibitor. But, yeah. yeah, we did well in the junior show, real well. And, uh, As I look at the uh, animals laying here contentedly in the barn now that uh, their work is over here at World Area Expo, how many did you bring down, and how do you decide what you want to bring every year? Well, we brought down 12, and uh, that's always the problem, which one you got to bring. We get them out in the yard and lead them around, and uh, 
decide, we get two or three ready, and then we decide which one we're going to take out of that bunch. You know, and, uh, it's always a problem. But the next show now is Louisville down in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. They're at the All-American there. So uh, we're kind of gearing up for that already. We're thinking what we're going to take down there. Approximately the same number, maybe different barn cards, but same number? Yeah, it'll be pretty much the same number. We may switch a couple of cows. Uh, we've got a couple uh, of nice fall yearlings in milk that if they happen to get uh, fresh long enough, you know, they got to get milked down because they're, they're a little heavy before they calf. And if they get lose enough weight by then, why uh, get milked down, we'll probably take them too. How was the competition this year? It's just unbelievably good. I mean, it just gets better down here every year. Uh, from the top of that line to the bottom, most any cow could really stand in there. They're just they're just so close and so good. They just get better every year. And a lot of those, and rightly so, they're purchased cattle. They go around the country, find them, and buy them, bring them down here. But if you look at your barn carts, your bulls on the top side, it's all maple ridge somebody homebred. Yeah, we're pretty much all homebred uh cattle. We don't, I haven't bought a female for years and years. We buy a lot of bulls and uh, use a lot of good semen from, from AI clubs, but uh, no, we do buy a lot of bulls and breed our own. How much interest do you have from uh, people walking through the barns? And, uh, is that one for sale? Yes, I've had a lot of people want to buy them, and uh, once in a while I let one go, but most of the time the grandkids are involved in it, and and uh, I think if I sell their animals, well, they'll disown me, so i got to be careful. <laughs> There's always a challenge. Roger, congratulations and good luck down in Louisville. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. All right, Roger Reby, again, as always, one of the top exhibitors, top showmen with his family, all the way down to the grandchildren with their jerseys from Maple Ridge Jerseys up in the Cumberland area here at World Area Expo in Madison. I'm Bob Bosold. How great to have such a line of cattle in your barn, huh? Wow. Uh, right up here up here at Cumberland, some of the top uh, jerseys in the world. World Dairy Expo kicks off again this morning at 7.30 a.m. with the cows showing in the International Guernsey Show and the cows showing in the International Red and White Show. It, uh, the day wraps up this evening with the World Classic 2019 Holstein sale kicking off at 7 p.m. And I'll tell you, between 7.30 this morning and that World Classic Holstein sale tonight, there's a lot going on down at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison with virtual dairy tours, seminars, and, of course, some great-looking animals and plenty of showing going on throughout the day and tomorrow it also kicks off again at 7.30 in the morning with the cows in the International Holstein Show showing at 7.30 tomorrow morning. And things wrap up at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. What a big week at World Dairy Expo. And one thing I do have to say about listening to Bob's interviews, that last one, some of you might have noted, there is a backup buzzer going on in the background, and I always worry when I hear those. I say, look out, Bob, there's something behind you. But, oh, Bob's been at this for 42 years here at Wax 104.5, and he's always been watching out for those backing up behind him. Today, to show you something else about Pioneer's corn and soybean product development, I'm in Johnston, Iowa. 
walking into a large, nondescript building. But what's inside is definitely worth describing. This is the insectary. That humming is from an environmental growth chamber. Behind this last set of doors are, you guessed it, insects. Lots of them. Okay, here we go. These insects, along with research data, help pioneer breeders design corn and soybean products to better withstand insect pressure. This knowledge goes back decades and is constantly expanding for the future. The insectary, another place that makes Pioneer Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Have you heard Russell's of Nielsville is moving? That's right, we're moving to Highway 10 East, Nielsville. With a larger selection of our current products, like furniture, flooring, appliances, and hardware, we will now offer clothing and a full line of grocery. Your favorite hometown store is getting a whole lot bigger to carry more of what you're looking for. The same family-owned savings and service with an even bigger selection. Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store, moving soon to Highway 10 East, Nielsville. MyCon Cinemas is your locally owned family theaters. Here's what's playing now. Joker, Ad Astra, Abominable, Downton Abbey, The Peanut Butter Falcon, Rambo Last Blood, It, Chapter 2, Right Before Your Eyes, and Hustlers. For theaters and showtimes, find them online at MyConCinemas.com. Experience movies the way they were meant to be at MyCon Cinemas. Sixteen minutes past five here at Wax 104.5, rolling with the morning chores. Forty-six degrees this morning here at the studio, and down on our farm it's 44 degrees. It's the middle of fall here. We're getting deep into fall at least. It looks pretty out there. We have a lot of work to do, though, out in the countryside yet, uh, as we all know. Well, we always do, but it's harvest time we're getting deep into that harvest time. We don't want to think about the S word for quite a while yet, if we can help it. But, boy, we had to think about the S word at the end of last winter, didn't we? And it took down a lot of buildings. And I caught up the other day with an engineer from up at Hayward who talked about some of the issues where those farm buildings are concerned with the snow loads and some of the concerns we might have. Reba McClone here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, Scott, it's starting to get a little cooler out, which is nice. But when you think about it, that means winter is coming. And last winter, there were a lot of issues with building collapses. I know my family had one happen. And luckily, it was a machine shed, and most of it got figured out, and nobody was hurt, and no animals were hurt. But there's a lot that kind of goes into it that maybe we don't know about. That's right, Reba. Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. You know, many farm buildings sustained structural damages and collapses from snow loads during the past couple of years. And, well, questions are being raised about how well-engineered some of those farm buildings are. Aaron Helberg, an engineer and post-frame building engineering specialist from Hayward, is saying that farm building construction is a buyer-beware situation for farmers. And he notes that farm buildings are exempt from engineering standards that are required for residential and commercial and 
public buildings in general in the state. He said he isn't advocating that standards are regulated by law, but that farmers are aware of those standards where matters such as snow loads and wind resistance are concerned. Halberg spoke recently at a UW Extension Farm Building Structural Meetings I attended in Buffalo County, and I asked him how we can be smarter when it comes to new farm building projects. You know, I think our farm buildings have changed a lot since I was a kid. I'm, I'm 46 now, but... Our dairy buildings today are much bigger. They're being used for much larger operations than they were in the past. Their size has increased. Uh, structural, structural stresses on those buildings has gone up a lot. And you know, I, I think we just have maybe gradually gotten bigger and bigger with our ag buildings, and, and our building technology has improved a lot as well. But you know, obviously, we were here in Buffalo County, and they had a lot of failures this past winter. Um, and that's why we're here. So I'm just trying to spread the message that we, we have an opportunity to design a building properly once, and that's when it's built. Um, buildings need to be maintained, and they can be fixed along the way when damage happens, but really the opportunity to build a strong building is at the outset. And I don't know if, I don't know if all the farmers understand, uh, or the builders even understand, how much design really needs to go into a building to make sure that all of the all of the links in the chain as I talk about it um, all the links in the chain are analyzed from a load perspective so that there is no weak link in a chain that's going to get exposed next winter when they have a lot of snow on them you're a design engineer a post design building engineer you do a lot of consulting in egg buildings there is a difference between working as an engineer and working as a building designer. What are those differences and why are those differences important? Yeah, that's a great point. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I think a lot of people will come up with a need for a building and they'll look for help getting that building designed and drawn up. And a lot of times what they may get is they may get great help from their local lumberyard. They may have a, a, a designer, a quote-unquote designer or a drafting technician who really does a good job of taking their ideas and putting them on paper. They're probably using computers now, not, not the hand-drawn, and they're making uh, computer drawings of their building look really nice. And in most cases, they're really providing a great service. But just because you have a drawing uh, from the local lumberyard that, that looks great and reflects everything that you want the building to look like when it's done, it doesn't necessarily mean that an engineer has gone through and looked at that building to make sure that the members are sized correctly, that the connections are done properly. And I, I guess one point I brought up here with the, with the farmers we talked to today is, you know, really understanding what professional engineers can provide. And, and in my work, my work culminates with an engineered document, which is going to have my engineering seal on it. It's going to have my signature and date that I, that I provide the work on. And that's really something that, that shows that a professional engineer has looked at this and they're taking responsibility to the extent of everything that's on that drawing should be reviewed by the engineer and they're standing behind it. Just having a nice drawing on, on some big printed paper doesn't necessarily mean they have an engineered building. You're not necessarily advocating work for yourself the way you present this. You're saying that we have to understand things like the snow load per square foot and maybe we don't know that if you ask me what my snow load per square foot on various buildings around my farm are I would have no idea and chances are I can find no documentation for that you know as an engineer talking to a room full of uh, 
farmers and insurance agents and lenders, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing because I feel like the engineers should be able to provide clarity and simple answers to a lot of situations, but in many respects, it's a complicated issue. And if they don't have, I guess going back to that sealed document, if they don't have an engineer's document that shows what the design loads are and that engineer's seal that says, yes, this building will resist those loads, how would they know? And I guess what I was hoping to provide today is just some reassurance that there is this knowledge out there. We do understand, for the most part, we understand what snow and wind loads should be designed uh, for, like what, what kind of wind loads and snow loads they're going to experience for this area. But just because we know that doesn't mean it always gets incorporated into each project. And so I'm, I'm hoping that by being here, I can help raise the awareness of the farmers and the builders who are going forward with their next ag project. Not necessarily that they hire me or even a professional engineer, but they should know what an engineer could provide. And they should know um, if they decide not to, to go that route and hire an engineer, that they're at least looking at the same types of questions and looking at their building so that it really is designed properly. My grandpa used to say that a big compliment about something was that it was strong like a bull and smart like a tractor. And, you know, I think we want, we want our buildings to be strong. Obviously, we want them to be strong. And with as big and as complicated as the building systems are today, we need to be smart like a tractor, too, in the way that we approach them and try to, try to utilize the latest design standards and engineering technology, design technology, to, to get that information built into our buildings from the outset. Caveat emptor, tell me about that. Caveat emptor, I believe, is the Latin phrase which means buyer beware. And I believe because we are the dairy state, we are focused on farms and farm families in, in our uh, tradition, that we have given a lot of leeway to family farms in the past by exempting farm buildings from having to comply with the commercial building code, which is great from a freedom standpoint. They, it, it saves farmers red tape, I suppose they think. It, it saves them cost. But it also means that if they're not required to comply with the law, it's kind of up to them to decide what type of building, how strong of a building they, they want to build, what sort of specifications it needs to meet. So I brought up this idea of caveat emptor today just to say, you know, if the marketplace is really built around this idea of buyer beware, are you aware? You know, are, are we being aware of all of the decisions that are you're free to make or not make? But you should understand those decisions. Even if you decide not to do anything about it, you should at least understand what decisions are important to the to the strength of your building and to to your next project so i tried to, tried to raise that awareness level today and hopefully for your listeners they understand that it's great if you don't have to comply with a building code from a freedom of responsibility you might think but really the, the building owner i think ultimately becomes responsible for the strength and, and the the quality of that building we're exempted from building codes out here in the farm country but there still are standards and those standards are available to be looked at and they tell you what again the snow load or the structural integrity and winds might be that commercial people use in designing their building and residential people use in designing their buildings you don't have to meet a code but you're saying hey those standards are there look at the standards yeah. and maybe understand what you want that building to be structurally sound wise that's exactly right. I mean, you said it very well. I, th I think the, um, the standard that I talked about today is really based on the American Society of Civil Engineering standard, which is known as ASCE 7. And that standard contains the latest accepted content for what snow and wind 
loads should be on all buildings. And it really is intended to be all buildings, whether they fall under a building code or not. But the, the reality is that standard really only gets enforced when it's adopted by a building code. Now, our farm buildings being exempt from the building code, I think in practice that standard is ignored quite a bit. Not always. Uh, there's some builders out there that are using that standard on all buildings, and I think that's great. And that's really what I was trying to promote today is if there's a standard out there that says these are the minimum snow loads and wind loads for any building, and here's a couple, here's a couple levels that you can choose to enforce this at, um, you should be aware enough to know that that's the case, and when you're buying your next building, make an informed consent type of a decision to say, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with the risk category one building, which I talked about today. It's, it's kind of the lowest, the minimum lowest level for buildings that probably don't have people in them, and they're just basically for unoccupied storage. Or do you want a risk category two, which would be kind of the, the next level up and, and the more normal level where you have people inside of those buildings at times that you wouldn't want the building falling down. And I think in reality that, that reflects the current state of operations for many dairy facilities and, and farm facilities throughout the state today. Maybe, uh, you know, somebody mentioned generations gone by, they maybe milk twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. They weren't in the barn more than a couple hours a day. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. Sometimes we're designing for unoccupied buildings, if, if even that, when really we've got, we've got employees and valuable animals and other assets inside those buildings 24-7. That snow load that we get every year is different not only from region to region, but from season to season. Absolutely, and you've been in Wisconsin. You've, you've seen it yourself. Anybody that's been in Wisconsin for more than two, three winters knows that our, our winters vary widely. The standard gives us a guideline based on historical data, but, yeah, I mean, you said it well. There's, there's no reason to say that you can't exceed that and try to, try to give yourself a little extra insurance against what might happen in the next 25 winters or 50 winters. Whatever you think the lifespan of that building is, you don't want to set up the capacity of that building based on the average case of the last 25 or 50 years. You want it to be able to handle that worst-case winter for the lifespan of that building. And who knows? I mean, I don't want to get into the weather debate, but we've seen winters cycle from heavy snow winters, I'm going to say, when I was a kid back in the 70s and 80s, to maybe we had some low snow winters in the 90s early 2000s, but it seems like we're getting back into heavier snow winters again. So don't design for the best case scenario and then have to panic and try to deal with what reality is giving you. Building a building, a farm building, there's a bunch involved with that. It's a system. The insurer, the buyer, lenders, money is an issue. How do we piece this all together? The funding available and meeting those standards. I have a family and, you know, we're on a budget as well. I know that money doesn't grow on trees. Everybody wants to get enough quality in their product, but they don't want to overspend. I mean, that's, that's human nature, and I think that's wise. But I guess what I was trying to stress today is just because you can choose any level of design load for your building that you want and nobody's going to force you to do different, maybe we'd be wise to impose upon ourselves as a, as a farm industry, uh, building industry for, for farm buildings, these minimum standard levels that we can say, okay, I don't want to necessarily try to do less than what the objective references are recommending. I'm going to set this building up for at least that level. You know what? I think it's worth it to me and to my business operation to actually go the next level up, and I'm going to choose a little bigger safety factor. That doesn't mean you spend all the money in the world or that you're wasting money, but what you might be 
gathering is your peace of mind. You know, that, that might be the other type of insurance, the, uh, the pillow factor, that you can go to sleep at night when a winter storm is bearing down on you and you're not, you're not out there worried about shoveling off of your roof to, uh, to try to save a building that, that was, you know, basically built and purchased to try to save 10 or 15%. Peace of mind in the pillow factor. That's Aaron Halberg, post design engineer and engineer from the Hayward area. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. I caught up with Aaron, of course, at a, a structural building meeting the other day at in Buffalo County down at Gilmanton. Boy, there's a lot to think about, isn't there, when it comes to building and design and meeting, possibly meeting even structural standards. Chances are you already know there are lots of good reasons to shop at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The name brand products, big selection, and our knowledgeable associates. And with our Blaine's Best Price Promise, you'll get the lowest price guaranteed or we'll match it. Get $120 instant savings when you purchase a DeWalt 20-volt lithium-ion 3-tool combo kit. Includes high-torque impact wrench, grease gun, LED spotlight, two batteries, charger, and a handy carrying bag. Hillman Grade 2 Hex Nuts Bolts and Washers, just $179 a pound. Select Waxman Wheel. Casters and floor protection now 20% off. Pick up a 20 ounce straight claw hammer on sale just $19.99 and take $20 off a Milwaukee M12 cordless lithium ion grease gun kit on sale $169.99. Save on the brands you love. And now with Blaine's Loyalty Rewards Program, earn points and save even more. Join Blaine's Rewards today and take advantage of member rewards pricing, special offers and savings, and member only events. Find values like these and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Hi, I'm Bob Bosel, and we've got a new and exciting farm tour planned for next March 14th to the 23rd. We're going to Costa Rica and Panama, including a day on the Pacific Queen going through the newly expanded Panama Canal. And we'll also visit a Costa Rican coffee estate, the 600-cow Corso Dairy and Strawberry Plantation. We'll visit a wildlife reserve to see the gators, iguanas, and so many other animals. We'll also visit volcanoes, forest preserve, and learn about the local culture. Call Holiday Vacations, 1-800-826-2266 to Find out more and reserve your spot. Forty-six degrees here at Wax one hundred four point five. Of course, we'll be hearing more about what the temperature is and the forecast from Drew Williams in a couple of minutes. But first, let's have a look at some of the local news. The Dunn County Board is considering a $20 wheel tax. The proposal comes as the county needs more money to pay for road projects due to declining state funding. If approved, the wheel tax on cars, vans, SUVs, and trucks registered in the county would raise about $725,000 a year. The board will vote on that measure at its November 12th meeting. Ground is being broken on a new hotel in Eau Claire. The Holiday Inn Express and Suites will be located on Craig Road on the former site of the Green Mill and Clarion Hotel. It will have an event and meeting rooms and in addition to 99 sleeping rooms. Construction is expected to be completed in the summer of 2020. A new children's museum will be built in Eau Claire on the on Eau Claire's line site. The Redevelopment Authority yesterday approved the plan to develop the grassy area near the Galloway Street parking ramp. Construction on the 24,000-square-foot Children's Museum of Eau Claire is, to set, is set to start next spring. The site will be shared by Monarch Ventures, which is expected to take up a 20,000-square-foot uh, 20, building. 
And Milwaukee will have a new form of wintry entertainment next year. Bumper Cars on Ice is scheduled to come to town next April. The attraction features round bumper cars, which drivers can skate on, on around in the on the ice. It will also feature a Winter Wonderland-themed bar. No location has been announced, but maybe it would be uh, appropriate for that national uh, political convention coming to Milwaukee. <laughs> Bumper cars on ice. Drew, we're talking about bumper cars on ice over here. We won't have ice around here for a while, please tell me. That's right. Yeah, no bumper. All the bumper cars right now are just going to be on, you know, whatever bumper car. (laughs) Whatever it's called, a track or a course. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Not on ice. That's the important thing. Not on ice. You ever been thrown off a bumper car course, Drew? Do I? Have you ever been thrown out of a bumper car uh, place? You know, at Action City in Eau Claire, I've been, uh, I've been, I've gotten in trouble for like, uh, you know, um, putting people in the wall. <laughs> you drive the wrong way, don't you? You go the wrong way. You're one of those guys. Go the wrong way and get a little too aggressive on the bumper. Yeah, on, what on fun the is it if you don't? Yeah. How's the weather looking, Drew? Not looking too bad out there again. No, no need to worry about ice for now. That's going to come. Much later on this year, but we'll eventually be dealing with some colder conditions. Temperatures are actually slightly above average right now in the Chippewa Valley, basically in the low and mid-40s for most spots. We could cool down quite a bit here in the next little while if the sky clears out, plus we've got some fairly calm winds. Uh, So a few spots may drop down into the 30s, but it's cool out there, not frigid by any means. Good news for today, we're going to remain dry. I know we saw that dreary weather yesterday. Today we're going to see sunshine. It's still going to remain a bit cool. We'll see afternoon highs in the mid-50s. Typically, we're more in the low 60s this time of year. But enjoy today because we do start to see things changing a bit. Overnight tonight, clouds will increase and we see the return of wet weather. We'll see plenty of rain early on in the day for tomorrow, potentially half an inch to an inch of rain. Some very windy conditions, 18 to 20 mile per hour winds. And of course, temperatures only topping out in the mid-50s. So it's going to be kind of a cool day. I know uh, Thorpe is having their pumpkin fest Uh, They've talked about sometimes in the past there's been snow uh, for that event. It looks to be rain this go-around, though. Uh, Nicer weather, though, for Sunday. The temperature's still in the 50s, but we see uh, the return of some sunshine mixed with clouds. A gradual warm-up for the work week. Highs back in the upper 50s on Monday with plenty of sunshine. Tuesday, same story there. In fact, we could see temperatures in the low and mid-60s, which is above average. Wednesday, not looking bad. Still dry. Temperatures in the 60s. And next Thursday, still a ways off, but we could see the return of wet weather as well as cooler temperatures on that day. Of course, Scott, lots of people heading out to high school football games for tonight. Good news, it's going to be dry for that, but a bit chilly with temperatures around 50 degrees for kickoff. So make sure you bundle up, but you can leave the umbrella at home. Right now, it is 45 degrees with an overcast sky in Eau Claire. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Drew Williams. Let's keep those smiles and those sunshiny smiles coming, though, Drew. Let's let's keep it going. That's right. Through October. That's right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk with you soon. Take care. Pearlbert Heating and Plumbing is growing and hiring licensed plumbers. Whether you want to work two days per week or five days per week, Hurlbert Heating and Plumbing is willing to work with your schedule. Hurlbert offers the highest annual salary in the area, and it's all local work in the Eau Claire, Menominee, and Durand areas. They offer top wages with the highest annual salary in the area, along with great benefits, including vacation, 401k, profit sharing, bonuses, and much more. Oh, and did we say flexible work schedule? 
individual, you owe it to yourself to make a career at Hurlburt. Visit HurlburtHP.com and check out their careers page. Or call and ask to chat with Greg at 715-283-4422 or find them at HurlburtHP.com. Come and join the Hurlburt team and be part of the fun. Check out their careers at HurlburtHP.com. Apply today to be part of a rewarding and growing company at Hurlburt Plumbing and Heating. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buckcountrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. 21 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5. And those cash prices at Dummer's Grain Service and Buck Country Grain. Uh, on the corn side, they're getting 344 And on the soybean side, 846 Hey, let's look at some more markets. Let's go to Equity Altoona with Mark Koger and his report. And then we'll be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Yeah, you remember Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity. I'll get it. Easy for me to say. So what do you have uh, for us over there at El Tuna, Mark? Choice beef steers and heifers on a light supply, selling from 82 to 95. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 85 to 89. Choice Holstein steers, 80 to 85. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 80 and down. 20% of the slaughter cows are selling from 58 to 63. We topped at 65 and a half. 60% of the cows sunk from 40 to 58, with 20% of the cows sunk 40 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls sunk from 70 to 85. Then full bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the whole steam bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up, selling from 20 to 75 dollars per head. Your fancy beef calves sunk from 100 to 200 dollars per head, with the light and poor quality calves selling 10 dollars per head and down. Quick reminder. Next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market will be Friday, October the 11th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. This is Mark Colgate from the Equity Altoona Market. Have a great day. You have a great day too, Mark. Thank you. And we have Jerry Fitzgerald on. Jerry Fitzgerald, I can say it, over at Stratford Equity. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Scott, and a very good morning to you. And, uh, well, you know... Uh, this is the first day in how many that we don't have to give a rainfall report. You know what I'm going to do? When I get home, I'm going to empty my rain gauge. I might even oh, turn well, you that probably have, you probably, and I can you, then you're be... You're probably going to need about a five-gallon bucket, five bucket to fill it, all that up. It I mean, could as be. Much well, we've got some the of the critters could be watered. Of course, they don't need to... They can, they can find water, but uh, if I turn my rain gauge upside down and nothing collects in it, does that mean that the rain has stopped? Uh, that might be, but I don't know if that would qualify you to be a, a regular meteorologist or not. You know? Oh, well, I'm not regular at most things. So, anyhow, but tell us what's going on over at the market, Jerry. Oh, I see better do that. Scott, thank you very much and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the market cow auction from yesterday's sale. And uh, a mostly steady trend this week on the cows with the higher-yielding, fleshier cows on the close yesterday, selling mostly from uh, 61 to 68. 
We did top at 69.5. Earlier in the week, we did see a few cows in that 70 and the $71 column. Most of the cows this week, your average dairy cows, they are selling from 45 to 60. These are $45 and down. On the bull trade this week, better quality bulls, mostly from 72 to 84. Lighter bulls, 65 and below. On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from 77 to 88. Highly yielding choice Holsteins from 89 to an extreme top of 93. Again, earlier in the week, uh, select grading cattle, underfinished cattle, 76 and below. Now in the calf trade, uh, replacement Holstein bull calves, a good quality 85, 220-pound calves on yesterday's auction, selling mostly from 20 to 70. Again, earlier in the week, we did see extreme tops on the fancier bull calves from 90 up to 110, but again, that was on Monday's auction. Heifer calves, very limited demand, $50 and below. Beef calves, decent demand, uh, 100 to 225 Topping out at 265 on those beef calves. And now we'll just take a look at some upcoming sales here at Stratford. Of course, our next market auction will be next Monday. That'll be at 9.30 a.m. start next Monday. Um, our next special feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday, October 9th. That will be a noontime start. Part of that uh, sale already, early consignments, we do have some bread stock cows already for that sale next week, as well as several consignments of beef feeders for that sale next week. Of course, also we'll be selling Holsteins. And uh, one week from tomorrow here in Stratford, October 12th, will be our monthly sheep and goat auction. That is at 10.30 a.m. start time on next Saturday, October 12th. And, of course, we're taking consignments for that daily as we uh, uh, will right up to day of sale. And that's 715-687-4101 is our phone number. And, again, all information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. So, Scott, the weekend is upon us pretty soon, so uh, hopefully, um, I don't know, today don't sound too bad, but, boy, more rain coming tomorrow, I guess, or whatever, but, well, we'll deal with it, but uh, always a busy weekend, a lot of stuff going on, so you take it easy, um, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday morning. All right, we'll see you then, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Market. Have you heard? Russell's of Nielsville is moving. That's right. We're moving to Highway 10 East, Nielsville. With a larger selection of our current products, like furniture, flooring, appliances, and hardware, we will now offer clothing and a full line of grocery. Your favorite hometown store is getting a whole lot bigger to carry more of what you're looking for. The same family-owned savings and service with an even bigger selection. Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store, moving soon to Highway 10 East, Nielsville. Hi, I'm Bob Bosold, and our next farm tour is going to Costa Rica and Panama, March 14th to the 23rd. The highlight, actually sailing through the newly expanded Panama Canal. But we'll do a lot of other things, too. A Costa Rican coffee estate. We'll visit a 600-cow dairy farm and strawberry plantation. Wildlife reserves. We'll visit volcanoes. We'll go through forest preserves and learn a lot about the local culture and food. Call Holiday Vacations 1-800-826-2266 to find out more and reserve your spot on our Costa Rica and Panama Farm Tour, March 14th to the 23rd. Premier Livestock at Withy is having a special bread beef cow auction on Tuesday, October 8th at 11 a.m. For complete beef herd dispersals, expecting 700 to 800 head of feeder cattle. There will be a special dairy cattle auction on Wednesday, October 9th at 11 a.m. Three complete dairy herd dispersals, Call Premier Livestock at 229-2500 or check their website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Listen to best-selling audiobooks, guided wellness, exclusive originals, and more. 
on the go with the Audible app. Your first audiobook is free at audible.com. 14 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5. Let's have a final look at the morning markets as we head toward the milk house with the chores. December corn is at 387, down one. December oats at 286, down one. Soybeans for November are at 911, down one. Soybean meal for December, $302.90 a ton. That's down $2.30. And December wheat is at 490, up one. Country elevator prices. The countryside co-ops at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are at 342. Countryside at Osseo is at 346. Elk Mound is at 347. Sparta, 344. Ellsworth at 333. And at the ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 360. Stanley, 359. And New Richmond, 350. On the soybean side, the countryside elevators at Baldwin, Durand, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, all at 840. Stevens Point at 831. Elk Mound at 841. Sparta is at 832. Ellsworth, 840. On the dairy side, barrels of cheese ended yesterday at 177, up one. 40-pound blocks at 202, up two. And grade AA butter at 218 and a half, up one and a quarter. On the Class three futures, October is at 1848, up 12. November, 1837, up five. December, 1763, up five. In January at 1702 is up seven. Those prices look to be up through May. We have Brent Wink with us in the barn and he'll be providing our countryside co-op crop update momentarily countryside cooperative creative solutions exceptional value high performing cropland seed is backed by the expertise and insights to help you reap maximum yield potential from each field by handpicking seed from the industry's best genetics countryside can offer its growers a broad selection of hybrids and varieties specially adapted to their local conditions Delivering the right seed for your acres, backed by the latest insights and data from trials at nearly 200 answer plot test sites, and expert advice from the agronomists at Countryside Cooperative is what sets Countryside apart from others. Countryside Cooperative has the right tools, local expertise, and research data to help match the right corn hybrids and genetic families to each field for greater yield potential at harvest. As your seed partner, Countryside Cooperative digs deeper to understand your specific operation and production challenges. More choices, more insights, more yield potential. To find out more about how to get the right cropland seed, contact your agronomist at Countryside Cooperative. Countryside Cooperative Agronomy, with locations in Milltown, New Richmond, Ellsworth, Durand, Osseo, and Wamandy. 5.49 a.m. here at Wax 104.5, and it happens that I have a countryside agronomist sitting right here in the studio. Good, good morning, sir. Good morning, Scott. Yeah, you're kind of the... No, you you have all the knowledge about the weather out there and well, I was uh, just, how that harvest is going. You know, it's not raining. I didn't have to turn the wipers on this morning, but this week I I saw you know you see all these memes on Facebook and different ones, and I saw one that was was pretty funny. It said, uh, "Thankfully, it only rained two times this year." The first time for forty-five days, and the second time for thirty days. So oh it's, boy, it's kind of kind of what it's felt like between spring and fall here. That uh, yeah, not a lot going on. We we can we might as well laugh about it, I guess, as the season goes here. But you, it's tough to laugh, isn't it? It's yeah. it's been rough. 
Yeah, I wish you wouldn't have had me look at the next uh, seven to ten days. Is next next Friday? Yeah, there's the... a model out there that's saying. Well, actually, you know, in northern Minnesota, there was a spot in far north Minnesota that uh, showed some white yesterday morning on the highway uh, cams and. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, that that doesn't look good when you start seeing that in the forecast that possibly of winter or little little rain and snow mix for next Friday, but just precipitation. I saw some combines from like the Montana area or out west there. The yeah. combines sitting in the field where they had just finished up some soybean harvest and and in about two feet of snow drifts. Oh, uh, yeah, from we there, don't want to but, think about that. It certainly certainly has been been difficult, but uh, a few things going on in our area. So, I guess I thought I'd uh, go go through some of them. You know, we continue to yep. kind of wrap up a lot of the seed kickoffs and and meeting with the agronomists and and all the different co ops that I guess I work with and kind of going through varieties and all of that. So I think the uh, agronomists definitely have a good handle on on products and programs and starting to get the pricing and things worked out. So it's, it's certainly an opportunity where we can do some planning around that. The other big thing is just the fertilizer programs and uh, soil samples and having a plan with your agronomist so as you do start harvest, you know uh, which fields maybe are on that rotation to be soil sampled so you can kind of after harvest or, or get those results back as soon as possible if some lime needs to be applied or potash or whatever the the crop nutrient needs are and then uh, just kind of having that plan in place so that the co-op is able to kind of be right behind you as harvest is going on because this year it's going to be really certainly a very tight window so we're going to want to try to get those applications done before tillage is is going on i know there'll be a lot of chisel plows chasing the combines and it's just always nice to get that stuff done before that tillage work is, has been done. So unfortunately, we've got a few more days of the ability to sit and do some of that planning. But uh, last week, kind of before the weather turned, there was a, a few soybeans that came off. I had kind of reports from about four different counties of just mm-hmm. some small little pieces of, of uh, soybeans that were harvested and had yields ranging anywhere from 50 bushel to 61 bushel. Not huge amounts, uh, you know, so kind of tough to get a gauge, but a couple of the growers I talked to, the the yields exceeded what they were thinking, um, but weren't uh, yields that were some of their highest yields for these right. fields that typically were in early, they were planted early, typically some of their better fields. Uh, a couple of growers I talked to said that they, you know, that was off the mark, probably about 10 to 15 percent from what they've had on some of their higher producing years but uh, still pleasantly surprised so then there was a lot of these soybean fields that just plain weren't ready to be harvested you know a lot of leaves still on them Uh, obviously this rain has kind of evened that out and you're seeing as i think what you said a lot of naked soybean fields out there now but uh so hopefully we get the weather to to get get all these combines rolling soon one thing that uh you know I've been meaning to mention all morning. I, I can't do it. This is uh, Good Buddy Day being ten four as oh, ten four Good Buddy. But uh, didn't realize I, that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, one thing we can hang our hats on maybe is you know I don't want to jinx this, but we're kind of getting past the average. Yeah. First frost date. Will are we still getting some maturity? Out of these forty-five degree days and fifty degree days, 
Yeah, you know, certainly we, I think this area is probably right around this date as an average frost, you know, as you went a little further north, sometimes uh, some of those areas, the end of September. So definitely that would have been a game changer had we had an earlier than normal frost. You know, I looked out the next two weeks and and other than like the end of next week where it looks like a low of maybe 35 Looks like we're going to extend that a little bit longer, but we're accumulating very, very few growing degree units. So right. this crop, you know, the report last week, there's still over 40% of the corn that, you know, hadn't hadn't uh, dented even yet. So there, there's a lot of maturity left to happen, and we're just, we're not gaining many growing degree units here. So it's, it's a very, very slow maturity. Well, we'll... Keep maturing, though, as we go. Yeah. The best we can. Yeah, absolutely. We can. Well, 10-4, good buddy to you as well. So <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend, we'll Scott. We'll see you next week. Brett Wink, Countryside Co-op, with the Countryside Co-op Crop Update. Your days in the field start early and end late, but no two are ever the same. You've got a lot invested in this land and even more riding on it in the future. For you your family, and your community. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to do all we can to help you make it through the tough times and make the most of the good ones. Let's see what we can do together. Find out more at bremer.com. Fall is my favorite time of year, and I'm going to help make this your favorite time of year. I'm Rick Moore. Come to the new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane for Rick's Fall Football and F-150 event. I'm Aaron Tessendorf, a sales manager here. Now through October 5th, while they last, you can lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 XLT truck for just $199 a month. 10% down plus tax title license, 24-month lease, 10,500 miles per year. And zero security deposit. I came to work at Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane because Rick and the team really care about helping you find the right vehicle, not just selling you a vehicle. And we're the only dealership in Wisconsin with we care credit repair our new ford f-150 xlt truck lease of 199 a month expires october 5th 2019 and it's only at the all-new eau claire for lincoln quick lane across from the new fleet farm corner of i-94 and highway 93 hey aaron go deep and i'll throw you a pass whoops a little high wasn't it 45 degrees here at Wax 104.5 as we step into the milk house, wrapping up the morning chores. Hey, a couple of things on our calendar. Stop over at Thorpe Pumpkin Fest for that big event. That's always a blast over there. And Auburn High School's FFA alumni is inviting us all to attend their alumni tailgate party tonight, serving food from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. on the south side of the school. That's tonight at 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at New Auburn High School. And over at St. Anthony's Parish in Loyal, they're having their Heartland Harvest Lawnmower Pole at the Loyal Sportsman's Club tomorrow at noon. And then St. Anthony's is also having its Fall Festival Dinner. They're serving masses at 10.30 a.m., of course, but they'll be serving that buffet dinner from 10.30 to 1 o'clock tomorrow that's always a great time. And also right here in Eau Claire, the St. Olaf's Men's Club uh, Men's Club is kicking off their annual fish fry series tonight. That's at uh, St. Olaf's. They're serving from 4 to 7 p.m. 
at the Parish Center on North Lean here in Eau Claire. Well, that wraps it up for me. Whatever you're doing today out there, be careful. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you got to see. Are you dreading watching another long football season again in your old recliner? Get the best seat in the house now at Economy Furniture. Buy two recliners at one low price. Choose from four different models starting at just $5.99 for the pair. Enjoy genuine leather comfort for only $9.99 a pair. 